You're listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. My name is Maria Lauren, small business owner and creative entrepreneur. Each week, we'll discover the steps and motivation that inspire our guests to create income from their skills. Get ready to start learning how to creatively pursue your dream job by crafting it yourself. Thank you for tuning in to episode 129. I know it can be hard to take that first step in hiring, but today's guest will put your worries to rest. Ivan shares insight on the hiring process and gives some amazing tips along the way. Hi, Ivan. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Yeah, pleasure to be here, Maria. Tell me a bit about yourself and how that led to your business, Hamilton Demo. I usually like to start off by sharing uh, with people who, who don't know me or that I'm introducing myself to, because I think it plays an important part of the whole story and how I got here. I was born in Haiti as a small child. Uh, you know, I was about six, eight months. My parents moved here to the United States. We came to the, the United States by way of New York. And my father, who is a physician, he's still practicing uh, after 50 plus years. He he's 81. He turned 81 years old a couple of weeks ago, actually. Wow. And uh, he's still plugging away. But we were living in Suffolk, Long Island, and he was commuting, had his own private practice and was working in the city, etc. And he came home one day and said that he was sick and tired of New York. And within uh, within two to three months, we were living in all places, Lima, Ohio. So if you if if you've never heard of Lima, Ohio, I will tell you that it is truly the center of the universe uh, that nobody that nobody is aware of unless you've been to unless you've been to Lima. But uh, as beautiful as Lima is, and a great place to to raise a family, uh, there was definitely not the diversity that we experienced in New York, right? Um, I can imagine, yes. Yeah, so our neighborhood was literally a United Nations of homes. Japan, Greece, Jamaica, the list goes on. School the same way. And, you know, I just really became aware of diversity, you know, sticking out because uh, first and foremost, Maria, there weren't a lot of Haitians hanging out in Lima, Ohio, Uh, not for miles. Uh, it was, uh, you can hear a pin drop. Uh, there were so few of us, right? So fast forward to that. Um, I got into the, I got into the uh, human capital recruiting space uh, about 18 years ago. My first job in, in the space was with, was with CareerBuilder. And if you recall back in the day, around uh, 2004, 2005, uh, Monster was the big player on the block and CareerBuilder was coming on board and there was a lot of technology coming off the Y2K. And you know, with my background as a, uh, in sales, uh, it really lent itself well to me being able to get my foot in the door, uh, building relationships, and really teaching these HR and talent acquisition leaders the... the uh, the, the the strength and the abilities of of what technology could bring to their efforts in recruiting and and Maria it was it was interesting because some of them were under the impression that applicant tracking systems and a career web page were going to solve all their problems right <laughs> I used to sit there and it, it was um, it was hard to keep a straight face at time but you, I'm always respectful and I'm glad I am because. They would create these websites and career sites, and they'd have a job. And when you clicked on the apply button, the first question that they would ask, and this is not a specific company. This was almost all companies uh, here in the Midwest. 
but they would ask for a social security number. Before. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, after talking to them, they'd, they would confide in me, hey, Ivan, you know, the uh, we're not getting as many people applying to the jobs as we thought. What's going on? Right. So yes, there well, was I wonder. Really, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really appreciative, appreciative of that because in addition to that and helping them with other things, I became a trusted advisor and consulted consulted with them on different aspects of their talent acquisition strategies and the nuances that were that would make huge differences. So with that, uh, a lot of these same people that trusted me would call me about diversity. So much so that uh, my boss one day came uh, came to me and said, you know, Ivan, you're the only one who goes into these meetings and you talk about recruiting, you talk about tech- technology and integration, and you also talk about diversity. No one else in the office uh, does that, which made me smile because I think I was the only only person of color in the whole building. Uh, but uh, uh, to that point, he made me the diversity lead uh, for the entire office, which overnight, rather than my just having my own book of business, I was able to uh, have uh, a piece of everybody's book of business. So not only was I managing my own accounts, but I was helping others with their accounts as well. And that helped with my relationships, growing my network, et cetera. And so that's how I got into the the space. Fast forward, went from career builder to monster.com, doing similar role for the region. And uh, after about six years, I went on to uh, an organization called Professional Diversity Network, which was the largest online recruitment and recruitment site and job board for individuals uh, of diverse backgrounds. And with all that going on, continued doing some pretty good things and having some great impact with some really large organizations, Fortune 500 companies. And I should say that, Maria, 99% of all my interaction up to that point was with enterprise companies, uh, employers of uh, 5,000 employees all the way up to a million, right? Wow, and these, that's great. These were, yeah, these were national global companies and I was helping them with their global staffing, their global recruiting and uh, diversity recruiting. And uh, as chance would have it, about six years ago, I met a friend, Sean Hamilton, and we hit it off so well that one thing led to another. We we realized we had so much in common that we decided to to create our own our own firm, and that's when Hamilton Demo was born. Uh, unlike a lot of other startups, it started off on a napkin. We created a business plan over uh, a shared pen and a shared napkin, and from there, uh, we wanted to make sure that we projected to the marketplace what we felt. Uh, we were and who we felt we were. And so it was really important to us to become a designated company. And with that, my my business partner is an Air Force veteran. So we became a certified veteran-owned company, and we are certified as a VBE through the Department of Veteran Affairs, which we're very proud, and I always want to share that with everyone. I'm, I'm very thankful that uh, Sean was um, was open and more than willing to uh, have that because, as you know, Maria, a lot of our veterans are are pretty shy. Right. Uh, they, yes. <laughs> they 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 don't want credit. They just you know they they just want to uh, stand there, nod, and and uh, move on. But 
not only have we have we helped organizations with diversity recruiting uh, as well as military recruiting, we've also made sure that when and if the op- opportunity arises, we we help and coach our veterans as well. And we also provide executive placement and search to organizations. And right now, Maria, we're really uh, helping a, a wide range of of clients. So although my background is in um, enterprise uh, enterprise companies, large companies, uh, a lot of our revenue is coming from small and medium-sized companies, uh, companies from 50 employees to 1,000 employees right now. I say uh, over half uh, are coming from that segment. And an example is we, we engaged a a uh, clean room construction company right before the pandemic. And who would have known that the pandemic would have spurred the industry of um, within the clean room construction space. And we were able to place some very impactful employees that have really accelerated their growth even more than just the pandemic. So they're going uh, from an organization that was doing a pretty pretty good baseline to uh, the opportunity of growing by more than 500% in the next two, three years, uh, directly related to the individuals that we've placed in their organization. Those are great yeah. numbers. Yeah. And so we're really proud of that. We like to boast what we can do for our our clients, and that includes nonprofits, healthcare. We've placed about 23 nurses and medical assistants in the past uh, five to six weeks. Uh, we're and we're looking forward to to having more opportunities to do that in in uh, 2022. And we're doing we're doing great things with with other organizations as well that that we're looking forward to building relationships with. I would love to know what made you decide to start your own business as opposed to just switching and going to another place for hire. To all my new and dedicated listeners, you know how much I love sharing tips and shortcuts in business. Today, I'm excited to share this week's show sponsor, Cubicle to CEO. This incredible podcast is elevating the financial footprint of women entrepreneurs through their award-winning podcast of the same name, digital programs, live events, and community of over 50,000 plus. Their mission is to make mentorship more accessible to the masses so all women everywhere can pursue what's possible. As we're approaching the second half of the year, I highly recommend listening to episode 122. It's a concise episode made up of five 2021 clips. This may be exactly what you need to hear to have an amazing second half of the year. Want to use the best income growth strategies from top entrepreneurs and CEOs, including Ellen herself? You can binge listen to past income reports on Cubicle to CEO today, plus receive free access to your first $10,000 a month masterclass and a bonus workout by going to our special link, zen.ai backslash handmade CEO. That's zen.ai backslash handmade CEO. Now back to the show. Yeah. So Maria, that's a great question. I think one of the great things about sales is as you become more seasoned and you gain more territory and responsibility, you are really the master of your own business in a lot of ways. And you you have to self-motivate, you have to be persistent, and you have to do a lot of things that really take 
and match with an entrepreneurial spirit. So I guess I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit within me and things were just going so well. And, you know, when you're when you're successful, you don't really look for ways to change necessarily. You look for ways to improve what you're doing, but not necessarily change. And but with that success, when the opportunity presented itself with my business partner, I think the timing was just, it was just good timing. I had two young kids and they were getting ready to, to start school. They weren't in nursery anymore. So, you know, that was great timing. And I just saw an opportunity in the marketplace where we could really provide a service that the big staffing companies and the big job boards really weren't able to, to provide any help in. A big part of that, Maria, is the whole automation of talent acquisition that is going on right now. I'm sure you've had people talk about it and had conversations, but I think Hamilton Demo is, is a good resource to integrate into that automation, both internally and externally, where companies are missing a lot of people because of that automation. We can assist with that and we can we can provide a pipeline of candidates from other sources that they're not getting from their automation. So once I realized that it was a no brainer. What do you feel is the biggest hiring struggle for a small business owner? Oh, I think the biggest is really a small business owner. They really don't know how to hire, right? As a matter of fact, many of these small businesses do not have a recruiter on staff. Many of their HR people are individuals that don't have recruiting experience, let alone HR experience, right? They come from other disciplines or other areas and they've just stepped in to kind of fill the need. So I I think that's their biggest challenge. And some of them do a decent job, but the nuances of recruiting, recruiting for specific roles and, you know, really transferring their knowledge or what they're seeking for to really match the candidate that that is going to be a good fit and hit the ground running when they when they get to the organization is important and that that's where I think we we help them out. Yes, well a lot of the listeners that I have are solopreneurs so they're trying to juggle everything on their own and I think taking that first step is always the scariest when you're just doing it alone and now you realize okay I need to hire somebody. So I think a service like yours really helps to minimize all that going back and forth and maybe hiring the wrong person and then realizing, oh, I've got to do this all over again. Yeah. And Maria, you, you bring up a great point because there's a couple of other ways to look at it too. I, I like to share the ROI. So that person that you, that you hired, that wasn't a good fit. And then you had to go out and find someone else. The other side of the story is never finding that person. Maybe it takes several months or even over a year to find that person. How much revenue are you losing out on by not having that person in place? All right. I, I know exactly. as a small business owner, we like to pinch pennies, but when you start to quantify all that, it's really it, it really makes sense to to act quickly, bring in additional resources and and find that that person that you need to fill that role. I shared the example of the clean room construction company. They, they're an organization, small organization with, with almost a hundred employees around the country. 
And, you know, once we quantified that for them, it was a no brainer. And the results have the impact that I shared with you before. They are set to grow multiple times over because they didn't wait to get the people that they needed for the roles that that they had identified that they needed. So with that in mind, can you explain the services that you offer and what it looks like if somebody is interested in hiring you? Yeah. So uh, Maria, that's also a great question. Thank you. So we just like to talk, just like we're talking now, get to know the organization because we like to also be not just agents for the organizations that we serve and that we call our clients, but we also like to be cheerleaders, right? We really like to to promote the opportunity and the organizations that these candidates are gonna are going to work with and work for. So getting to know them is important and we, we strive to to connect with the organizations. Then the services that we provide, number one is executive placement, search and placement. So we also do professional And actually, Maria, we can also provide uh, project solutions for organizations that are needing something that's not quite professional level. Perhaps they have a hourly need. We we worked with Chipotle here in the tri-state of Ohio, Indiana, and Kentucky. For those that don't know, Chipotle is 100% corporately owned. So we helped them with their hourly positions as well. And so we that was a project based. So we at, we at Hamilton Demo like to think that we can fill roles anywhere from hourly space all the way up to the, the boardroom. So those services, depending on your need, we can we can come up with a solution that can that can fit what what is needed to to accomplish our goals. So yeah, a conversation is usually how it starts off with, with discovery. And then we create a proposal to, to deliver on what the delivery conversation brings up. And I'd like to think that one of the, one of the things that we can brag about that our clients say is that we're extremely easy to work with as well. That's very helpful, especially when you're trying to juggle a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think the, the discovery and having that call really begins a process and clears a pathway for a comfort level for for that ease as well right we're we're not trying to we're not trying to make ourselves seem like we're robots we're we're going to personalize things for our clients we are going to assess and gauge the candidates before they are received by our clients and so all they need to do is just interview and make a decision right after. We, we take care of all the front end for our clients. What actionable tips do you have for someone interested in growing their team? Like maybe they're ready to you know, go visit you. What, what information is valuable to bring to the table, especially if, if some of these roles aren't predefined yet? Yeah. So gosh, Maria, another great question. I, I've got to say one of the things that are lacking in a lot of small and medium-sized companies are good job descriptions. So I think even when you're even when you're starting from a blank slate, having a bad job description is better than not having a job description at all, right? So whether it, whether we want to call it a rec or a job description, 
We want to know what this role actually entails. Once you get started, Hamilton Demo, anyone on our team can drill down to what is actually needed, what you're actually looking for. That's some of the consulting aspect that we provide. So having that is a great start. And then we can we can tap into our network that Sean and I have been building for almost 20 years to find those candidates that you're not really able to find at the moment or at that time. And then we can we can move forward with those assessments and begin the pipeline of interviews for you. To be able to have, like I was saying before, you get to skip all of the trouble of finding the wrong candidate or you know, investing all that time in training the wrong candidate, which to me seems even more painful. Yeah. Well, you want to you want to have a good match. You you want to have a qualified candidate. You also want to have a cultural fit. And if we if you can have someone on the ground within thirty days, right, ready to be trained, develop, hit the ground running, whatever that is, think about again the impact on your company if that happens within thirty days versus six to ten months, right? Uh, right. Yes. Yeah. It's a game changer. And, right. you know, the, the important thing is to get moving, reach out to us and, you know, we can, we can help with that handholding and, and guide you in that process. Perfect. Well, as far as being a business owner, can you give me a valuable piece of advice that you learned from starting your own business? Yeah, I think that there's, there's so many there's so many things from having a business plan, just get going. I know that sometimes it seems as though you're never quite ready. And uh, they what what do they call it, Maria? Paralysis by analysis, right? Exactly. Analysis paralysis. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would say if you have a great idea, just get started. If you're confident, it, it's, it's that spend some time creating a business plan. Remember that your business plan is a living plan, so it does not need to be to be perfect and just get started. I'll tell you that I think if you if you take that approach, you will find that you'll that you have friends, family and those around you that are going to be so willing to help and lend a hand that it's it's going to blow you away. So yeah, just get from that that starting board to get going, get on the phone, just get started. Yes, I agree. And I, I also think that nowadays, especially with services like what you're doing, it feels so much easier. You have so many more resources available, readily available. So it just seems like the hardest part really is just taking that leap. Yeah, it is. And let and actually I just thought of something else as a good piece of advice, Maria. If anyone of your listeners are like me and Sean, uh, you know, and you've got a job, you're doing well, and there may be some apprehension there about the risk. I would say, again, just get started and you're not going to solve the world's problems all in one day, right? Exactly. Maybe just start off and keep your job and just find one client that you can work with. Then you're going to learn a lot of things. You're going to have a better understanding of how that's going to impact you and your family and then get two clients. And that's what we did. And when we had one client, it was just a few hours a week at the most. Did not interfere with my work. But then we got a second one. 
And after that, the first couple, which started becoming pretty lucrative, the, the writing was on the wall. And that gave me and Sean the opportunity to, to plan ahead, gave us a little cushion to fall back on. And then it wasn't as scary to uh, leave our company. Yes, I always feel like there are those people that they want to feel secure. So having the security of having your job and also then starting something on the side. I know I feel like you're burning the candle on both ends when you do that, but it's not forever. And I think you can decide for yeah, sure exactly. is this going to be my thing, you know? Exactly. It's not forever. And yeah, like I said too, you don't you're not going to solve the world's problems in one day, right? So just Exactly. start with one client or one product, one piece of that business, whether it's in retail, start off with maybe one thing on the website, manage that. And once you get some bandwidth, add a second thing. If it's a service that you're providing, start with one client, get a handle on that, then then get a second client and then see what happens there. Because, you know, as I recall, Maria, many of my friend's parents they had home businesses, right? They had they had their day jobs, but they also all had home businesses too, right? Yeah. So this isn't anything new. So I'd say, yeah, just you know, start, get started, and don't be afraid to start small. It doesn't have to be huge. Perfect. I love that. Well, can you tell us how we can connect with you? How can we find you? Yeah, thank you. You can go to hamiltondemo.com. Again, that's www.hamilton demo.com. And I'm always happy to take a call. The number that you can reach me is 513-257-9683. Thank you so much, Ivan. I really appreciate you being here today. Oh, my pleasure, Maria. Well, there you have it, my friend, another incredible CEO sharing his talents so you can build the right team. I love that with the help of Ivan Services, your chances of hiring the right employee are much greater. With the right candidate, you'll increase productivity, and most importantly, you won't waste time training the wrong employee. Be sure to visit the show notes to connect with Ivan. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Handmade CEO podcast. Don't forget to check the show notes to get a glimpse of today's featured guest and special offers. If you love the show, leave a review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Now it's your turn to start handcrafting your dream job. 